on this episode of Quantum Week, May 14th through 20th, 2006. Welcome to Quantum Week. I'm Matt. I'm Chris. Quantum Week is a show in which Chris and I jump into a random week of a random year and we talk about the movies, the music, everything that's happening in that time period that makes it unique. Uh, and this week we're doing May 14th through 20th, 2006. A culturally vacant week, apparently. Feels like it. No spoilers here, but uh, <laughs> not, off to, not off to a rollicking start. Uh, the movie we're covering today is The Da Vinci Code. Boom. Uh, did I, you read this book? I did not read the book. Okay, I read the book. Did you? Did you I like, like the book? I did, but that, I think it's because it's entertaining. Just okay. like the movie is kind of entertaining. It's not, but okay. No, it's kind of entertaining. It's not. It's puzzles. It's, it's not entertaining. It's, uh, I think it's the absence of entertainment. Well, we'll get into that, but, sure. but the book I thought was entertaining, even, the, even though I know that he gets a lot of shit for how he writes, like Dan Brown is not a good writer. We're in New Hampshire. We uh, we tape here in Durham. Uh, but Dan Brown actually lives not far away from here. He's, Exeter or New Mar- Newfields or somewhere. He, he lives close. In, yeah, he goes like he goes like the town next to mine. Right, I think, right? Yeah, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Um. So he's from this area. So Dan Brown. Hey, you know, congrats. You know, congrats on him making money. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> or it probably won't be after this episode. Or no, at no, least no, when no. I'm done with it. Uh. Yeah. This is um. So this movie is is terrible. Um, it's, it's especially bad, um, for something that made this much money and has such a, um, prestigious people attached to it. Tom Hanks, you have, uh, Ron Howard directed it. Audrey Um, Tutu from, uh, was it Tutu or Toto or something from uh, Amelie? Yeah, she's not not good. Here. No, 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 uh, no. Uh, Jean Reno. Jean Reno. Yeah. uh, Ian McKellen. McKellen. Um, Uh, Paul Bettany. Yeah, Paul. Who actually loaned Bright Spot to me. Thank you. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> a lot of disagreements on the table tonight here, folks. Uh, this movie is uh, is absolute trash. So uh, let's let me let me take my words out of it for a second, and I want to read a tweet that my my mother in law. I want to read a tweet that my mother in law found. I'm sorry, I'm opening my phone. Um, let me find this tweet here. I want to read it verbatim. You want to? She's doing like background for you. Intel for us. Okay. So this is Andy Richter wrote this yesterday. Oh. Out of nowhere, which is really weird. Like, I don't know if he's, maybe he's a fan of the he show. He the show too, Of course. Yeah. He wrote, The Da Vinci Code is perhaps the most tell-don't-show movie ever. So many scenes of people just explaining shit. I think that's actually really astute. I think so too. Yeah, and I saw you respond to it too, and I was like, huh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's so on point. Yeah, you got um, McKellen doing monologues, talking about how stuff works. You got Hanks doing the same thing. It's basically kind of like, a, why, why aren't we just in a seminar? And just like having people recount. It was this. just a lecture. It's just, yeah, con- exactly. it's just constant exposition. Right. It's just like, boom. But it's like all these stories and like all, and, but none of the stories are about the people involved. There's stories <laughs> no, about no. people you never met or never people will meet. dead or it is the most bizarrely don't exist. written movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's another Akiva Goldsmith, which is back to back Akiva movies for us. Cause he did uh time to kill. That's right. Um, He's one of your favorite writers. I despise him. Yes. Um, I shouldn't say that he has written some movies that aren't as terrible, but this, this one in particular is, uh, it's it, not is, good. Is, is very bad. No, uh, but it did entertain. Can I give the synopsis though? Usually yes, do please that, right? do. Oh yes. Please. Okay. So Tom Hanks uh, plays Robert Langdon, who is a Harvard professor. He's lecturing in Paris somehow at the same time where the Louvre uh, curator gets killed, murdered um, in some, by some sort of cultish, well, by a cultish sect of the Catholic church and uh, the curator's granddaughter, Sophie and Langdon run around basically Europe uh, trying to figure out who killed the curator and to clear, um, Langdon's name. Yeah, I guess that's, about right? that's pretty good, I guess. Yeah. And they try to find the Holy Grail. That's true. And there's religious symbology. 
Yeah. All right. That, that's is that good. enough? That's good. Okay. Um, I'm trying to find. I want to go through Akiva Gold, Goldsman. I always say his name wrong. I want to. I want to go through his career a little bit here. Um, give me one second here. Yeah, I don't even know what he's written besides uh, besides those two. But I don't. I don't ever pay attention to who fucking writes these things. Maybe I should do a better job at that. But while you're looking for that movie, like you said, was very successful. Seven hundred and forty-eight million dollars is what that thing grossed. This thing was, was a huge success. And it, huge. And it, and it uh, alive for two sequels. Yeah. The second right. movie made money too. The third one, a complete disaster. I think I saw it was Angels and Demons, the second one. Yep. I think I saw that one. Didn't and Inferno see was the last one. I, I, I'd like quit while I was ahead with fucking... So did everybody else. <laughs> did they? Um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, our boy Akiva here, he, he's done some, you know... <sighs> like what? Cinderella Man, which we'll talk oh, yeah. about in a bit. I, I, I Am Legend, which is not a great... Uh, Play really, I like that film actually. Actually, he's pretty terrible. I, I, I can't really defend any of this. Um, Cinderella Man and uh, and I Am Legend. You don't like those films? No, I do like those movies. Those, just this like is those. the cream of the crop. Oh, okay. Um, I, I guess the client's not terrible. Uh, but here are some movies that he's done that are absolutely horrible. Batman Forever. Terrible. Batman and Robin. Terrible. Uh, Lost in Space. That debacle. Matt LeBlanc. Oh yeah, in that. That's, yeah, that really was bad. bad. Uh, I think A Beautiful Mind. I, I think I said in the last episode or a couple episodes ago yeah. that Crash is the worst movie to win Best Picture of the Century. Yep. Let me revise that. A Beautiful Mind is, is the bad? worst m- movie to win Best Picture. Shit, we're going to fight today. Oh, really? You like A Beautiful Mind? Okay. Oh, 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 oh good. All right. Uh, he's just done a lot of bad movies. He did Angels and Demons. Um, yeah. He did uh, The Dark Tower. That Oh, uh, that sucked. That's such a disappointment, too, because those books are phenomenal. The, I mean, that could have gone so many... Yeah. I mean, he is just not not good. No. Uh, continues to get work. Uh, I guess I mean, some of those movies made a lot of money, though. I guess that's why. Um, but this the movie in particular... I, Tom Hanks... Has never been more humorless. He was terrible. What a slog. The worst scene to me was at the end of the movie where he's kneeling over like the pyramid of the Louvre. And yes. he's, he's like doing kind of the thinking man kneel down all stoic. And I'm like, I don't believe you at all, asshole. None you look this. like a fucking idiot. I didn't believe any of this. No. And a lot of it is the screenplay's fault. It never really lets this character be developed at all. It, it just throws him into this situation that yeah. you don't really care about him or understand. This movie in so many ways is the anti-Indiana Jones. Yeah, exactly. It's or, completely yes. humorless. It's right. a com- total slog. It's not fun at all. Um, but uh, Indiana Jones meanwhile, has all those qualities. I mean, it's amusing. It's amusing. It's fun. They don't take yeah. it too seriously. No. They have a good time. Everyone here is like doing, you think they're like in, doing the most serious film of all time. It's a stupid movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah. And a lot of that falls on the director. You know, he creates this tone. He creates, you know, Ron Howard really drops the ball here. Yeah. Uh, it, the, the, the screenplay is obviously horrible. Direction might be worse. It's really boring and vacant and, and bad. Uh, when you're doing the puzzles, like it kind of like... It yeah, sort illum- of uh, illuminates right. parts of shit. Which is just more like, that's kind of a beautiful mind stuff. That yeah, I feel like right, he's, just, he's yeah. regurgitating. Uh, it's a hard thing to show though. When when it's some sort of like a like why a, show why are we right, doing this not, though like, not, why yeah. are we doing this? well because it's part of the book it's part of Langdon's like skill set to anagrams and things like being able to rearrange letters and shit in his head it's but part it's of his skill done set. in a way like that we should be seeing it too it's impossible there's yeah. no way yeah, someone could hard, be following hard, hard along with with these puzzles like oh I'm gonna also figure it out right it's just it's very odd I felt like this movie was like about as much fun as watching someone else do an escape room. <laughs> So like, like doing escape from yourself is really fun. Watch someone else be a drag, and that's because you're like is. the whole time. Why don't you fucking do this? Or thing? just like Why I don't care about these right, people yeah, yeah. doing this. It's like yeah. watching strangers do it. And it's like I don't care if they get it or not. I, I this is boring. These puzzles are lame. Like, but when you you know if, if I was actually Robert Langdon, maybe this would be a fun experience. Yeah, right. The Ian McKellen character is a travesty. You so think he's that bad? So they I go to his house. They do yeah. without any prompting. They just go to his house. Right. 
And then he ends up being really like the king bad guy. Yes. In all of this. What a coincidence they went to his house. Right. And There's then, a lot of that type of shit and that then, happens. And then he obviously, you know, he needs to put, I felt like it was all these reveals. They were trying to give like this M. Night Shyamalan, like, but all oh. of them were like just strange twists that either you saw coming a mile away or didn't make any sense. See, uh, maybe it's because Tom Hanks's um, acting was so bad in this film that I thought Ian so McKellen bad. was so good. Like he was expressive and had, like had a tone. Uh, same thing with Bettany when Bettany's like flagellating himself. And but it's why, why is his character that? even used to the Paul Benny character? <laughs> well, this is the most bizarre. So he's, he's a hitman. He's I, a monk hitman. I get it. And he's supposed to be like this. You know, he's really going. Uh, he's he's throwing like 98. <laughs> like he's trying as hard as he can. Everyone else is throwing like 45, <laughs> like throwing Epis pitches. This is he's like Lassie Mohicans fucking running the entire film for but Paul But he's Benny. just going like full on, which is the strangest <laughs> dichotomy because everyone else is like on, you Plotting know, along. on Prozac. This movie. <laughs> right, even he, the police. He's on like coke. He's going a mile a minute. He's wild. <laughs> Uh, and he, but meanwhile, his character really, the end of it, he just gets shot by the cops. I know it's, it is a very kind of but like, underwhelming ending. like, yeah. Oh, so why was he? So all he really, the only interaction he really had with the Tom Hanks character was when he, um, in the church, I think when he kind of, he steals Sophie. Oh, that was it. That was and I guess it. at the house. Yeah. And at the house. Right. For like a few seconds. Right. But that's it. That's it. So he really didn't even need to be. He didn't really all. do anything at all. No, he wasn't a you good plot device. You could have entire character out and it would have made any I wish, difference. I wish I could remember what he was like in the book and if there was more reason for him there, but it's been so long since I, I probably read it when it came out or a couple years after it came out or something, but I don't even remember. It felt if like it was an anti-albino sentiment throughout this movie as well. Kind of felt like and that. And even his last words were, I am a ghost. It's like, oh, <laughs> don't, you don't need to make fun of yourself in the way. Oh, buddy, it's okay. It's not your fault. Uh, the other things were like Sonier, who's the, uh, he's the curator of the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> you all got to the beginning? So okay, who gets shot, who gets shot then runs like. Eight miles. So he's shot in the gut. He's got shot. He's bleeding yes. out. And he's running eight miles through the Louvre, creating all these puzzles. All these puzzles. And, you know, for like ten hours before he finally lays down and dies uh, in you know the position of the Vitruvian After he cuts man. himself. After up. he cuts himself up, it's like this guy has stamina. So when this movie he must be amazing with the ladies. The whole time I was so angry throughout this movie. Yes, I'm sure his prowess is. is <laughs> it must have well been around. for him to go. Like I was that. so angry that throughout this entire movie. It's like if only Bettany had a better shot. This whole thing never would have happened. Why would Bettany have left him like that? He shot Why? him. He had a full, he had like, he was right there. He could have shot he him right in the hell. Away. Like, and he runs you, away. You think people were shooting at him? This is <laughs> no. the dumbest movie. This movie is so dumb. It's so, and it's such a slog. It's no fun. No one's having any fun besides, I guess, Paul Bettany? Yeah. I don't know if he's got quite fun. I thought he was um, good, actually. I did not I think he was, he was really good. good. It, was a, it was like a cartoon character. I like him in general in movies. Really? I, You're I a big Bettany guy, huh? I'm not a big Bettany guy, but I think, <laughs> I think he's pretty good. I think he does a good job. Bettany. I'm pro Bettany. You're a Bettany boy now. The other issue that I had was uh, so at the end of the film, they're at uh, I think Rosalind Chapel, where she finds out that she's the daughter of fuck or no, no, sorry, sorry the, the, the descendant, yeah, of. descendant of Jesus Christ. Um, and within four minutes, the whole priory is has ended up at this church. Did you see that? Yeah, like right. She gets there and it's like and everybody right. swarms in in like four minutes. Why like what you a while ago? Right? Where, where, where have you people? been, you fuckers? Her whole life. Where have you been? <laughs> right. Uh, another thing I thought was uh, this movie has a lot of odd elements to it. Um, oh, speaking of albi- albino is albinoism. Yes. Albinoism, yes. Uh, the National Association of Albinism and Hypopigmentation expressed concern over Silas's character, so they definitely want. I they agree. It's, this it's last word to me first. No, it, so a lot of this movie hinges on a scene in Ian McKellen's house, which, by the way, is shot so dark. I guess he couldn't get many electric bills. Oh, it was dark his whole house was like pitch black. I just figured it was the middle of the night and they're just kind of, but yeah, you could have lit it for You're a movie with a big budget. Oh, that's very odd. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so then he's talking about, um, basically it all translates to Da Vinci's 
painting of uh, the Last Supper. Last Supper, right. But they treated it like it was a photograph. Like, that's how it really was. Yeah. Like, wh- why is this? Like, I get it's a famous painting, but, like, it's not like, yeah, it's not like Jesus painted it. Right. We don't know that. But everything hinged. Like, the whole that's entire... True, yeah. like, You're right. Like, the position of everybody. This was, like, 1,400 years after Christ died. Yeah, how would he even how know? How would he know? He wouldn't what know. What are we doing? But, yeah. that, but everything hinges on this painting? Like, and... Uh, and I don't know. That, the Mary Magdalene character, that does look like a woman in that painting. It does I, look I, very feminine. It could be, but... But just because Da Vinci painted it doesn't mean that it happened right, 1,400 years true. ago. Yeah. I mean, I could paint something that happened in the year 600. Doesn't mean that's how it was. I have no fucking idea. How the fuck do I know? I believe you. Oh, you know, you're, you're a Betty boy. So you're <laughs> a you Betty boy. Uh, no, I, I did. So that part didn't really, didn't really work for me. I really like the bemused look on Tom Hanks's face mm. when McKellen's like kind of saying how, how it is like during that whole scene. He's like explaining like, well, yeah. you know, and, and the whole time Hanks, you can tell in his mind, it doesn't know how to react. Like this whole time Hanks is like, I don't know what to do here. I, I don't really feel comfortable. Maybe he just hated it because he he's usually miserable good. and he's just, he just does. I don't think he knew what to do. I think Maybe he, he didn't. I think he was like, all right, fine. I can be an action star. This is gonna be a lot of fun. This would be my born. This would be my, did he actually think that was going to happen? Know, There's no, no, no karate. No no, 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 no. I'm just going like, okay. I'm all right, imagine, all right. well, he's too old at that point, but like, yeah. I'm guessing like what his mind is like, my he, national treasure. Right. I mean, he's 50 when this came out. Yeah, so right. he's probably like, yeah, this is, or this is just my time to be an action star. Yeah. But I think when the second he got in, in a costume and put on that, or had that goofy hair and it was everything, he must've realized like, fuck, this isn't, but then he has two more of the movies. You know when like you have you have kids go through their very awkward stage in life where their ha- hair's weird and they've kind of grown weird. Yeah, like eleven never, or twelve or whatever. And this was like his. This is the the same thing must happen when you go from middle age to kind of elderly too. And this was his stage. Hanks looked so ridiculous with his looked big so hair, odd. receding hairline, long hair. He looked like kind of skinny, fat. It was very strange. He didn't know what to do. Like he, <laughs> I felt like this was like watching imposter syndrome, like yes. in front of you. Why am I he, here? He, he, yeah, he didn't know like what he was doing, and then. Audrey Tuto, uh, Tuto is that how you say it? I, I yeah. sound saying or it now. Tutu or something. Uh, Audrey, who I liked an Amelie. Yeah, yeah. Not she wasn't good. Uh, it, this was awful. I mean, it is. It was ridiculously bad. Yeah, it was. So I actually forgot she was in. I had to go back after the movie was over. I, I was like, I'm like, oh my god, that's right. That was. I'm like, who is this actress? Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, it's her. Yeah. I'm like, how she had like a lot of personality in that movie. She did. Yeah. Well, what the character happened? did maybe I don't know. So that's the thing. I wish I remembered the book more because maybe that character was written way more stoic, or maybe she thought because she's a descendant of Jesus Christ, she has to be more stoic. But there wasn't a lot there. I, there was nothing. That, yeah. I mean, it was the most flat line readings and least. I mean, think about the stakes. I mean, her life's in yeah. danger. And t- right. She's. Could care less. She right. was, you could see it like the corner of eyes, like waiting for the catering yeah, truck she to was get a there. She's so bored. And now she's not going to be a cop anymore because she's like taken in by her family. And there's there's like no. And it's funny. You're right, actually, because at the end when that sort of happens, they're at Rosalind Chapel and her family's all around. She's kind of like, you know what, I, Tom, I, I guess I got a lot of thinking to do. Yeah, because that sort of situation is not like Jesus Christ. I'm fucking blown away. What the away. fuck? I, I, what I'm, just happened? I'm the descendant. Of like, I'm, I, holy fuck! I'm fucking right. Like and she does a little like tap on the water, like, hmm, can I walk on the oh, water thing? Like, oh, uh, that was funny. A little comedy, yeah. Good one, Tito. Meanwhile, like, it's not quite a romantic connection. He, like, not at all. It's more brother, sister. You know, he's not going to be. It's more like co workers who kind of known each other for like two weeks. These people did not like each other. No chemistry. There was no chemistry. Yeah, that was weird. Doctor patient. It was, uh, maybe they needed an older female character to make it a little bit less creepy between. Tom Hanks. Because I mean, it, they, I needed, don't know. they needed a better script. And they, yeah, they, well, I hate that. to say this because Tom Hanks is my favorite actor. They needed better acting. Th- th- these actors were terrible. This was, like, this was across the board 
awful. I think we can blame a lot of it on the script. Well, the director. But has you to said take a lot you liked this movie. I, I need no, 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 no. It was entertaining. What to was me. entertaining about? I liked. I get kind of sucked in with the puzzle ones too. Even though the National Treasure films are not good, I still kind of. I've get never sucked seen into that. any of the National Treasure. They're movies. all right. All they right. just kind of that the, the idea of like these puzzles and kind of the historic puzzles, even the religious element because it's more fantasy. I'm not a you know whatever. I don't have a. I'm not religious, but it's just kind of a fantasy aspect to it. To so are like you watching it like like like. Impressed, but like, no, 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 what, no. I don't like. No, just where like, is just like it, it. just it keeps me. It just keeps me moving. Like I, I, I get into the story a little bit of uh, of the like solving the puzzle. I want to solve the puzzles. I would love. I would love to be in a choose your own, not choose your own, like in a puzzle solving type of. Scenario. Have you done an escape room? I'm never. Oh, and they're the, fun. Are they? Because it fun. seems like kind of cheesy and small. They I'd are rather cheesy one that, and small, but they're fun. I'll have to. Well, we let's go do one sometime. Well, well, Lauren, I've done a bunch. Yeah. All right. Well, next yeah, time, we're we're yeah, we've always got now, so we we take great great pride in that. But yeah, it's fun. It's it's a good time. We'll, we'll okay, let's let's do that because I like that idea, yeah. like the solving solving of, of puzzles and things I, I, or Tomb Raider that type of stuff. It, it all kind of sucks me in. You That's like that why. stuff? All right. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, they make money. People like that. And, and I like more of an adventure. I saw this in the theaters, uh, and I was so upset when I saw it. I remember saying to myself, "Well, thank I God, I never have to see that again." <laughs> and here we are. to me, fourteen years later, I do this podcast. So, th- and I did not, I swore against seeing the sequels, uh, which I'm going to tell you right now on this show, I don't give a fuck if we pick one of the weeks when this came out, number one. Changing the rules. I'm not, I'm not seeing this in any of these fucking movies. This movies are trash. Two thumbs down. This is the worst movie we've seen doing this show. No, it's this not. This is worse than Yours, anything. Yours, mine, and ours is no, no fucking way. No, no, I don't way. count not, that. Okay, not because YouTube of YouTube. Is not Wait, then this is worse than Identity Thief? Uh, worse than Identity Thief. I don't Absolutely. think so. Absolutely. I mean, second I, two. I, I think this is worse. I when we're splitting hairs now because those both. Yes, I, were, were I really think this bad. is significantly worse. Significantly worse. This movie is. Wait a minute. So you give us an F? You give us an F? No, I give it a D flat. D flat. I would give it a C to C minus. That's how I feel about it. I mean, the, I think the, the, I think only because you, you it's came, relatively you came entertaining. In with different, you came in with different. Opinions. I don't think I did. I think I, right. I said it was entertaining. I didn't right. say it was good. I said it was entertaining. Right, that's fair. All right. Yeah, it is fucking fair. But uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing is the book. Like, do you remember there was a lot of shit around the book? He got Dan Brown got sued like three or four times. I don't know for yeah, yeah for um for oh. bad writing. No, but for oh, yeah. also for also no for I maybe I do yeah. The, the problem is he was going on all these talk shows and saying how all the history was a hundred percent right. That really? Car- That's yes. what he got sued for. Well, and he but no, he was taking stealing ideas. Right, he was stealing ideas from a bunch all of right. different books. Um. From uh, this book called the the Holy Blood and the Holy Grail, which was uh, it was written and oh published in 1982, that was like the Jesus had a daughter thing. So they sued him. Um, there was a Smithy Code, Jackie Fisher, uh, Who Are You Dreadnought is another book that another another group who who sued him. Same stuff. They like he Dan Brown is so he seems like such a cocky bitch. He's like I do all this research. I know all these. He's things. our neighbor. Fuck him. I do all oh, these things, oh no. <laughs> just like the five-year-old girl. Fuck him and your your monkey's takes. Oh yeah, oh, that's right. From last, from la- the last episode. Yeah, this terrible story. Yeah, you can right. get angry at, at odd people. Dan Brown, no, but he, I don't like it when people are really cocky about their, but they actually don't do their work. Like they're big fucking. Well, he might have done it. I don't know if he did. No, no, no. It sounds like he didn't because he was oh, really? he was going on talk shows, yeah. saying how you know how all this did, did all this research, all, all the right. history is correct, and it's like not. At all, like people have picked apart this book and said none of these things are factual. The whole didn't people say this is not Marion Da Vinci's thing? Like over and over, just fact checking him and kicking his ass. But still, he makes over a billion dollars. So you're you're down on Brown, but you're I'm down on Brown. But you're a Betney boy. I'm a bet. <laughs> all right. So we, we you have better a, you Betney. We have a, we have a game here. Um, as, as we're going into the game, my yes. question for you is: yes. Is Ron Howard overrated? Yeah. 
Um, so this is our game. So yeah. our game is uh, Rank Out. And how Rank Out works is we give our top three um, choices of, a, of an opinion or a choice of an opinion. Let me rephrase that. Hopefully, Matt choices edit, of opinion. Hopefully, Matt. Yeah, I'm not out. fucking editing that shit out. Just, you can keep it. Let me try to talk again. We haven't done this in like <laughs> no. It's been a week. Like, Jesus, I, I feel like I'm I'm really like out of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm sluggish. I'm I'm as sluggish today as this fucking movie. Uh, no, it's uh basically we go through our top three choices of something, and this in this case it's Ron Howard movies. Yeah. So is Ron Howard uh, overrated? I would say Ron Howard is slightly overrated. I would say he's overrated. He has no business winning an Oscar, but. I feel, and he, his, yeah. the last decade has not been kind to him. No. But I feel like he was underrated for a large portion of his career. Yeah, like his involvement in the first three seasons of uh, Arrested Development. Don't count that tour. You don't want to count it. Okay, so just count. movies. He, he narrated right. something. I, I can read too. Oh, maybe not today, but normally I can read. Okay. Um, I don't think that's that. I, okay, fine. We don't he was a narrator. Whatever. Not just that. Uh, I mean more his directing, especially in the 90s. Uh, and, and some of the stuff he did in the 80s was good stuff. And he never really got the proper. Oh yeah, do. he did Splash and Splash uh, Gung Ho. Gung Ho. Uh, he did a bunch of stuff, and then he did Parenthood, which I didn't catch problems, but it, but you can the, the Steve Martin. Steve Martin, that, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, but the roots are there, and actually became Willow. Uh, did Will. Well, that's not I don't know, point form against him, but okay. Um, he also got a lot of press for that too. But some of these other movies that were smaller. He didn't get a ton of press for. He was, I think, in a lot of ways underrated. Uh, and then yeah, around the late nineties, early two thousands, became like wildly overrated yeah. with stuff like this, yeah, too. And uh, and then he just made Schlock the last ten years, and I feel like he still has some prestige. In fact, he made some horror movies, and one movie that I'm guessing on neither of our lists, Solo. Oh, sucked. Which is so a bad, debacle. And I, I know he kind of he came in late on that one. I get it, but um, who was supposed to do that? Was Ryan Johnson it, supposed to do no, that? It was or, the uh, guys that do? Uh, it wasn't Abrams. Or, no, 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 okay. No, it was uh, Miller. I think it was. Uh, fuck, I forget. It uh, doesn't matter. But he, I didn't know he came in late. But the movie sucks. It's gonna drive me crazy though. Um, yeah, the movie's terrible. He came in late on that, uh, and I guess a lot of his choices were, were pretty weak. Um, yeah. Really, it's just a really bad movie. Um, but we have our top three. Um, so can we go three, two, one? Yeah. All right, do you want to start? I can start. I have an honorable mention. Can I throw that out there first? Yeah. We don't need to talk about it too much. Yeah, yet. I have an honorable mention. Okay, okay, so let's start with the honorable mentions. <laughs> All right, my honorable mention is Backdraft. That's actually pretty good, uh, but Ransom is, uh, is, uh, is an honorable mention for me. Okay, let's talk Backdraft, because Ransom appears later on my list. Yeah. Um, Backdraft, uh, have you seen Backdraft? Yeah, a long time ago. I like, there was a Fireman movie. I thought it was... Uh, that was, that was really, Kurt Russell, is he in it? Kurt Russell is the star of it. Yeah, he's the star, yeah. Uh, has, uh, has Billy Baldwin's in it, too. Yeah, that's right. Um, I liked it Jennifer Jason Lee. Robert De Niro plays an investigator, oh, arson yeah. investigator. Donald Sutherland's actually really good in that. I forget him. He plays uh, like a crazy arsonist um, mm. who's in like, mm-hmm. a, like an insane asylum. He's great. He's really creepy in it. Um, but it has some really good shots in it. It's a shot of like a little boy that's hold, it's uh, Kurt Russell as a child holding his dad. His yeah, dad dies in a fire. That's right. And it's just a really good shot. And it's like, oh, it's, meanwhile, none of these shots exist in Da Vinci Code. Like <laughs> no, nothing no, nearly nothing as good as that. But it's just like a good, like kind of a, a fun thriller. It's not like Oscar worthy, but like from an entertainment standpoint, it's yeah. like, you could do a lot worse than Backdraft. It, it has some, it has like a cool um, thing that isn't talked about, like firefighters, like cops are in so many movies. They firefighters are, aren't in as many. Yeah. And, you know, it was before Rescue Me or anything like that. So I, if you have a chance and you're just kind of looking for just a, like a fun popcorn movie, I think you could do a lot worse than Backdraft. Yeah. I don't, there's not much to say about Ransom. It's just, uh, I, have a, I, I do have stuff to say. Okay. So it's on later on my list. Yeah. So. Well, but anyway, that's my, okay. So what's your number three? Number three is Rush. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I have not seen that. Oh, it's a really good film. That's the one movie of this decade that you could say I think got some critical acclaim. Yeah, so that's about uh, a, a racing competition, basically. What was a, a Ford versus... Uh, Ford Ferrari. Ferrari, kind of a... Yes. That feeling, too. Uh, but James Hunt, the racer, versus Nikki Lauda, 
And there's like such an, a crazy scene. Uh, Lauda gets into a fire. He crashes, gets into a fire. He has to um, like scrub his lungs with a brush. It's, it's crazy. It's a crazy scene. But I, I love the competition, uh, the dichotomy between the two characters. One's very fun-loving. One's very serious. It's a, it's, it's a nice movie. All right. Yeah. I'll, 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 that's my third. List what's, sure. what's your third? Uh, Apollo 13. Okay, so that's on my list too, but that's... Okay, so we can, we can move ahead then. Um, what's your number two? Apollo 13. Okay, let's talk Apollo 13. Um, I mean, amazing cast. Yes. Hanks, Harris, uh, who the fuck else is there? Uh, Kevin Bacon, yes. Gary Sinise. Just an amazing film about the uh, the Apollo 13 debacle. Uh, they were supposed to be a mooned, uh, man, a manned mission to the moon. Didn't end up that way, and it was basically kind of an escape movie trying to get back to earth. Really good movie. Really thrilling. Uh, the stuff that's inside the spacecraft, which is very small. Right. And he keeps it moving. You never feel bored, but you still do feel a trap with them. Yeah. The performances are phenomenal. This is, this is so weird. But we're back to the Vinci code. Like Hanks and Howard had a great movie together. Yeah, with they this. Did. Apollo 13 is a really good movie. Oh, Paxton in a, in a role that I didn't want to fucking kill him in. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. Bill Paxton, yes, he was in this as well. But <laughs> Hanks and Howard had work together. <laughs> it's like doing, it's like doing a podcast of Rain Man. Screams out things. Um, but uh, Hanks and Howard were great together. Yeah. So like they worked, they have like some sort of connection, and then to have Hanks just kind of just completely just be lost is so weird to me. This is weird. so weird. David Jacoto is so odd. Don't, don't watch no, it. I don't know. I don't, very, don't but, uh, very good though. Very uh, good. Yeah. Good, good choice. That's sure. number two. What's uh, my number two is Ransom. Okay, so, so there I think Ransom is, and I know people are like, Ransom, like, what the, I think Ransom's one of these movies that is uh, really totally underrated. Totally underrated? Yep. I think Ransom is one of the most underrated movies in the 90s. Mel Gibson's great in this film. So good. Very believable, uh, sensitive, like. Gary oh, yeah. Sinise in this movie. Oh, right. Is fucking chilling. Really good. I just think the, like, the concept, I think is really well executed. I love when, uh, you know, eventually kind of Mel Gibson kind of turns the tables on the, on the kidnappers. Like, I'm not going to fucking give you the money. Yeah. And it's like, it is fucking like Rene Russo plays the mom and she's completely like melts down. Right. I think it's really good. Yeah. It's definitely, um, uh, it can definitely, what's the word I'm looking for? It can be a little bit, uh, like honestly ridiculous or a stretch at some parts. Um, but the, I don't want to give anything away because people really should go see it. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Don't watch it with kids necessarily, but cause no. it's kind of, cause yeah, it's, it's do kidnap a kid. Messy, yeah. Um, but the last like 20 minutes to me are really fun, like fun, exciting, fun, scary, fun, like movie theater, fun, not fun necessarily to watch, but fun as far as like, holy fuck, like I'm on the edge of my seat. I can't believe what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I really recommend Ransom. I think if you're looking for an underrated movie, maybe you, I know it was a big hit, but maybe you haven't seen it. It's, yeah, yeah, watch it. Yeah, check it out. That, yeah. That's, yeah, so yeah, what's like your number one? Number one is Cinderella Man, actually. Oh, we have the same one. Do we? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Russell Crowe, Bosker. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to, I think, a, a common thread in our podcast, which Matt and I both seem to have a weird, uh, we have a weird um, love affair with movies that are set, take place in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> I don't know what that is with us, but we, we're like, Road of Perdition comes up a lot right. in the show. Cinderella Man comes up a lot in the show. And it's, it's so gr- kind of a gritty time. This movie is another one so underrated. Talk about yeah. the underrated, you know, is Howard underrated, overrated. Uh, I love Cinderella Man to an almost ridiculous degree. Hmm. Um, I think it's a really, really, really good movie. Uh, I think Crow is amazing in this. Yeah. Uh, Ray Zellweger, I think he's really good in this. Um, I, I just, I just really, I, I know it is, it's definitely like that trope. Uh, on Twitter, we were kind of going back and forth with some people today about this Arshonda Bullock debate mm. about from last episode, you know, with the Hall of Fame movies and, you know, we, we kind of dismissed a lot of the rom-coms. That's true. And I'll take full credit for, you know, blame for that. Uh, I just don't like rom-coms. I think they're very formulaic. I think it's very boring and predictable. And someone's like, well, you know, so we're kind of like these kind of movies. Like, you know, in Cinderella, man, especially being kind of, I usually don't like biopics 
and I don't like kind of you know he's gonna yeah, win in the you end. Do. You just yep. know it is. Yeah. But I still liked it. So I guess that kind of is a blind spot for me. Is like I will I guess I'm kind of sucked into some of these movies. Uh but I think Cinderella Man is a phenomenal movie. It's a great film. Yeah. All right. Uh but Cinderella Man so when you say overrated, underrated, put a little, a little cap on this. I say Ron Howard for the most part is slightly overrated, but Cinderella Man and Ransom in particular are wildly are underrated. Really yeah. Yeah. I would say overrated because there's been a lot of shit in there. I agree. He's kind of always around too. Like he's sort of, it's, I just feel like he's been, well, he's been around. I mean, think about I how know, long he's been child. around. Right. I mean, they, I, they, I mean, it's wild. You guys on Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Then he's on happy days. Yeah. And then he becomes like a, a famous director. And like, that's he, this guy has been around. If you're 60 years old, he's been around your entire life. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And I'm going to even feel like a 60 year career. It's true. But Ron Howard, slightly overrated. Slightly overrated. Talk Rihanna. Put a lock on it. Yeah, okay, so the song that we're going to talk about is uh, the Rihanna song, S.O.S. Uh, it's from her A Girl Like Me album. It's her second album. She's, like, really young here. I didn't realize that. But she's, like, 18 years old really? or 17 years old when this All happens. Right. Yeah. This was her first number one, first of 14. She said 14 number one songs. That's crazy to think about. This is her first one. Yeah. Um, and you could tell, like, this is definitely a uh, not, like, someone who's not mature as a musician type of song for me. Even though she didn't write it, so you, you kind of have to blame the writers a little bit. Still, she's involved. Um, you kind of have, I, I, I see it as kind of an immature song. It was number one for three weeks. Uh, it did go platinum. I, I say this, I've said this a couple times in a row now, but normally when we're talking about these songs, we're talking about like tens, 10 million copies sold. There's only like a million sold or something. So the industry had changed hit. too, though, since the last time. That's true. You know, that is true. Yeah. Uh, still went platinum, million copies. Um, as I said, so this wasn't written by her. And I actually, I don't know too much about Rihanna. She's got a pretty voice, but it's not like the kind of pop I listen to. And we'll probably run into her again. As I you said, so. 14, 14 number one. Yeah. Probably, probably luck into one, but, <laughs> but, uh, Quantum Rihanna. <laughs> but, but I, so maybe she's written some in the future. I don't know, but she didn't write this one. So this was written, uh, this was, uh, credited to a couple people, but Ed Cobb, Ed Koch, the mayor of New York? No, Ed Cobb. Oh, too bad. Um, who wrote the song Tainted Love oh, okay. for a woman named Gloria Jones in 1965. Oh. That was then covered by a band called Soft Cell. Which is the version the I know. That's the version I, I know as well. So uh, this guy, I want to talk a little bit about Ed. We'll get to Rihanna, but the, you know, the, the song isn't that compelling. So we're, we'll I, get there. We'll get there. Okay. Um, so Ed Cobb, he was part of a band called the Four Tops. Uh, oh, and they, God, were, they were kind of a boy band right in the transition between pre-rock and roll to rock and they roll. They had a lot of hits. I mean, I know the Four Tops. Do you, no, not the Four Tops. The Four Preps. I'm sorry. Oh, I fucked that up. The that, Four Preps. Better. Did I say Tops? I'm sorry. Four Preps? The Four Preps. Like a bunch of Zach Morris's? <laughs> it's, it's happening. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Say oh, by the Four them. Preps. I'm elastic, I, I know nothing about So they had, like a, they had like nine or ten charting songs between the 50s and the 70s, but they were kind of a barbershop-ish quartet. Oh, not right. quite that bad, but sort of doo-wop-y band. Um, there, but Ed Cobb is one of the members of that band. He wrote Tainted Love for, for this soul singer named Gloria Jones, uh, she, who she performed it, like I said, in the 60s. That version is awesome. If you listen to it, it's got this great swing. I feel it's really a cool tune. Soft Cell makes a date when they do it, which I love that song too, by the way. I love, or I love their version of yeah, it as well. I love that song but it's too. a straight, it's kind of a straighter feel to it. Hers is, has a lot more swing. It's got, it's really cool. You should I check like it out. Soft Cell a little less now that I know they didn't write the song though. I felt the same way because I, because, okay. That's so, their song. That is. So when I listened to the Rihanna song, I didn't know the song, but when I really listened to the song, I was like, 
What she does is it, it's tainted love. The right. entire Ooh, song. She sampled it. It's not even a sample. They <laughs> took the whole song, tainted love, removed the soft cell vocals and put her vocals over it with a different melody that is nowhere near as good. You, everybody knows. Sometimes I feel I've got to bow, bow, boom, run boom. away. That's a great melody. The song is amazing. It's iconic. You hear the bounce, bounce. Uh, in your head, you just yeah. know it. If you were around, if you were alive in the eighties, of course. Rihanna just destroys. Like she takes, she just destroys it because she just fucking steals the entire song, but puts a stupid melody over that's fucking sucks. It's it's bad. You it hate just, the song. I fucking hate it because she steal she stole she kills soft self. See, me. I didn't mind this song as much. It was like kind of uh, upfront. It's like I I feel like it's a very simple song. Though. Like the first oh, thirty simple. seconds, and like oh, this is kind of fun. And then it just like repeats and repeats. But it never changes the lyrics nothing. Or, or nothing there. It's That's the thing. So the, at least in the soft, um, uh, soft cell version and the, the, um, the original, the Gloria Jones version, it goes to a chorus. Once I run to you, I run. That thing yeah, yeah, does yeah. not happen at no. all. In this Rihanna version, it's just the verse. Right. Sam- I, I, I hate to call it a sample because a sample is usually like one instrument or one thing. This is a fuck. They just take the entire song. Oh, so the, the producer of the song, I don't even want to say what the guy's name is. Because Why? Fuck him because of what he did. say his name. I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not, kidding, no. I don't think Quantum Week is going to then propel him into fame or anything. So what he does, so he says, oh, it's not, it's, he's, he does the Vanilla Ice Syndrome. Do you know the, uh, when Vanilla Ice says he doesn't, he didn't steal uh, Ice Ice Baby uh, under pressure. Boom, 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 ba da doom doom Oh, yeah, yeah, right, right. He says, no, there's an extra hitch in the bass. It's doom 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 And it's like, no, that's the same fucking thing. Don't be an idiot. Well, this idiot says the same thing about this Rihanna song where he changes the bass line just a hair in terms of its timing. And calls it different. And it's like, fuck you. This isn't different. You just stole this stupid song. I'm more interested. You don't want to say his name. You don't have his name. Is that why? Um, I might have it. I'm just trying to look. Or you just don't have it in front of you. Is that why you don't want to say it? But that was why you're like, you know, I think that's why. Yeah. You, you don't, you don't not want to say it to like somehow. No, I think I forgot it. Okay. That's, that's a different <laughs> answer. Not wanting to say it. All right. So I called you in a lie. You did. So well, we do that on the show. We do this on the show. Right. All right. All right. Good. Uh, yeah, I could, pr- I might be able to. You can hate it. It's fine. I don't, I don't care about his name. I hate him though. I was more concerned. Actually, that's exactly. That you didn't know it. Here's you didn't a big lie. The bigger lies. I didn't even want to write it down because I hate this motherfucker so much. Wow. All right. Yeah. That's how All I feel right. about it. So the, so, whatever. I mean, the problem is. The problem is the song itself, like the, all the background music itself, the soft cell version is, I love it. Like it's so, I've oh, always loved that I song. Love, I love that song. Just I, always loved it. It's probably like one of the, like, it's probably one of the 50 best songs in the eighties, right? I, oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a tough, I mean, and do you know that it transitioned into, uh, do you, do you know that that, that song was like an eight minute song that transitioned I into did, baby, actually. baby, baby, where did I love go? That's what it transitioned into. Such a cool thing because they just had the bam bam kind of stay throughout as it sort of transitions to a ma- like a major chord and then into that song it's so cool it's really good it's so cool um and I, I forgot about that too until i was looking at it right now but i remembered not all radio stations would do it but sometimes late at night they would play the whole, the whole thing, thing the transition into it and i was like oh yeah i remember, I remember I would, it was so cool. I, I, I had the tape whatever and i had it said, yeah. like, it said like eight minutes and three seconds yeah. whatever the time was i remember thinking like this song is that it's long but it's, it's really good the entire time it's, it's a so really good, good song it's yeah a, much so, better than this, I guess. So, and that's that's just the problem. It's I have such great memories of that song, and it presents Rihanna presents it back to me the exact same way with just a bad melody over it. I mean, so fuck whatever. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, not 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 one for me. There, maybe we can talk deeper about Rihanna. Every time, I, mean, I don't know how much there is to. I mean, 
she's not really my cup of tea as far as like I don't I, Umbrella's yeah. a good song. I mean I don't really Is that know. her? Yeah. I forgot that was her. Yeah, okay. it's her by probably her biggest hit. Yeah. Um I'm just not, you know, this song I'll listen to every time we run into her, which I guess we we continue we will. Yeah, um, hopefully I'll, I'll find something else that I'll I listen, like. you know. I didn't hate this song. Um I I we've played some songs in this show. That you hate. Oh, absolutely. Hate. Yeah, no, it's not I a mad count. It's more of a disappointing disappointment. Like, use the sample. Use a part of it. Use the bass line or use the bam, bam, or something in it and, and craft a song around it. But instead, they just stole the whole thing. And I just think that's such a huge cop-out. Such I like cop the out. song better than the movie this week. Ooh. I don't know. The movie didn't make me as angry as the song does. Yeah, sure. I gotta say. All right. Um, soft sell version. I like a lot better than the movie. I would definitely say. Oh that. my god! Absolutely. Yes, yeah. that sounds really good. That's really yes. Good. Oh, then now I'm a little bit. I know about Ed Cobb, the, ma- the, the Ed Cox, the mayor of New York, who wrote it originally. <laughs> with the four tops. Yeah, with the four tops. <laughs> <laughs> For nothing, if not accurate on the show. Ah, um, fuck. See, all right. So, so we, we, I was going to tell you like what I was doing stories. at this time, right? Okay. Yes. So um, this is a music personal story. So I had written. Um, my first solo album in 2006 through a band called, I was a nom de plume basically called pale fighter. You can still, you can find it if you want. It's definitely an earlier. It's me. I wouldn't say at my most mature either. I was Rihanna at this time. It wasn't me at my most mature songwriting. What, but what we say the style of that you play. I was. sort of indie rock ish, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it's a little different when Barbara and I, when my wife and I um, play, like it's a little more, I make it a little more acoustic for her to, you know, for us to sing to, but I, I like a little bit more Radiohead, more, some more electric guitar and, and distortion and stuff, but, but not too heavy. Um, but there was a few of us who were playing in bands together from college on. I met most of my friends in college and there was, I don't know, a group of like eight or nine of us who were just on all these different concoctions of bands together. And I was win, in one called A Way Below, kind of a stupid name, I think, looking back, uh, with... A Way Below is a, a stupid like, name? A Way Below. Yeah, I don't really like the name. Right. But, uh, I didn't like it at the time either. But, the, but I was in this band with uh, two amazing guitar players who are still good friends of mine, Bob and Rob, and just a world-class drummer. It was a, it was a really fun, good lineup for me. And it was the first time that we did a record it. Like I did an actual real recording. It wasn't in a studio. We set up a, a home to do it, but we had like decent equipment for that time period. It was the, really the first I'd done some like, you know, on a four track kind of shitty recordings before, but this was the first time. And after the recording was done, this was earlier than 2006. After the recording was done, I listened back to myself and I was so appalled by my performance. I'd never really heard myself sing like on on tape, like with, you know, decent quality before. Okay, right, yeah. And I, I was just so appalled by my performance. I, I like didn't like my intonation. I didn't like my delivery. We, we recorded fast and, you know, I give myself a little bit of a leeway on some things, but I was just so appalled that I ended up not singing for years after that. Oh, it, right. it completely, it like, it hurt me. Um, so I ended up, uh, different amalgamations of people did different bands and I did a rap band at the time called Solid Eight where I was most, I was writing for it and doing some rapping, but mostly I was playing guitar. Uh, so it was two guitars, a bass, a kit, and two rappers. And then I would rap sometimes too, or sing, like we would sing background vocals and shit. But I was still writing songs at that time, just kind of singing in my bedroom, because I was always like on my acoustic guitar writing and singing. I always liked to emote that way anyway. It was a way for me to work out shit. So it wasn't like I was stopped writing. I just wasn't performing live because I was so appalled by my voice. But so I had all these collect this collection of songs that were kind of ready by the time we hit 2006. Okay. Uh, but I needed help. I didn't have any recording skills at that time. And, uh, my buddy Rob, he, uh, he said that he would, he would help me record it. Now, Rob, not only is he's a world-class fucking guitar player, he's a great writer. He is the person that I most, I would say envy as a musician out of anybody like anywhere in the world. He's wow. got a great voice. He is an awesome writer. 
um, a good guy. And we were, we were really close for a long time, but we'd never, and sometimes we did some work together, but he, he said, I'll record you and he would help produce it. So he would help like structure things out. Um, and we were working on it and, uh, a strange thing happened. Rob like started breaking down on me. Like he started having, he started, uh, I started catching him in these like little lies that got like worse and worse and worse and worse. He stopped like showing up for things. He stopped. It was weird because we were living together for a while too. Not at that time, but was we, it worse lies than you not knowing the producer's name? I, comparable. Oh I my say. God. Okay. Yeah. Comparable. Terrible. Um, and I was calling him out just like you do on this show. Yes, it was kind yes. of like our own show. I was calling so you're him the out. Bob of this show. But, he, but I would believe him. So he would, he was kind of good at crafting the oh, story right. enough right. so that I would believe him. Cause I wanted to believe him. He's a guy that I really respected and yeah. loved, cared about. Um, but it just got worse and worse and worse. And, to, and he kept like not showing up to things. And I, my, my, I got, we got to the point he put so much effort and work on it. He's got, it's cool to listen back to cause you can, you can hear him all over this album. It's neat. Like I can hear his guitar yeah, playing yeah. And voice and stuff. It's cool. But it got to the point where he's, it was like, I remember it was, was winter, like complete snowstorm. And I was supposed to go to his house to record and he didn't show up and I'm sitting in the driveway. I'm like, what the fuck? He's not home. And so I called him and left a message and I was like, fuck this. Like I was done. And a few minutes later, I get a text as I'm driving home saying that he got a woman pregnant. And that was this whole thing of hit, like all these lies and weirdness and his whole break. It causes breakdown in him where he like, he, he wasn't good with his money. Like he, he was just, he was having a hard time coming to the coming to terms where he was going to have to like kind of go straight. Well, he didn't have a hard, he didn't have a hard time coming. No, he didn't have a hard time coming, but he had a hard time coming to the realization that he had to go straight and basically get a career and be a family man and settle down. And that was hugely traumatic for him. Uh, And we ended up not talking for a long time. And this album went on hiatus for months and months and months until my other buddy, Bob, the other guitar player in that band, like, called me up. I was like, Matt, we got to finish. Let's finish this thing. And we finished it together right before I left for California in 2007. Oh, all right. So that was it. That's the story of, uh, so of, do you, of are you keep album, t- that t- touch with his friend at all? Rob, I still see him from time to time. Yeah, I would, if he caught, I'm the cut. If he ever called, if he called me up and said, Matt, it's time for us to do a music project together. I would be like, okay, let's do it. It's, it's on, it's done. But it just, it never, we've recorded some things together. We have probably six or seven acoustic tunes together. When's the last time bands. you saw him? What year? Oh, I've seen him re- like within the oh. last year. I've seen right. him. He, he's he's in the area. He lives. He listens to the show, so he'll he'll be he'll he'll love. He'll oh, love good. This. It took a while to reconcile though. We didn't reconcile until after I was gone into California, and, and then we reconciled over the phone. We would talk for like hours and kind of rebuilt our friendship that way. Oh. Took a while though. All right. That's what I was doing uh, in uh, at this time in 2006. All right. All right. That's a good story. Yeah, you've got headlines. Is it a good story? Because you you kill me on stories. Yeah, I like that one. I like that it's one. It's just a little. Really listen to the album though, because he has an amazing. Uh, he's just got amazing guitar. Where can people find the album? Uh, so it's a pale fight. Like I think you can even go to palefighter.com or just search pale fighter music and you'll hit a band camp or, or something and, and grab it. But it's the Swan. Di- I have two albums with that nom diploma. The first one is uh, is Swan Dive Bomb. The second one is Calliope about my time in California and then and that's coming the one back I here. had. Do you have that one? Yeah, you yeah, have that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which uh, I li- I like that one. There's there's good there's good stuff on both, but the the first one's a little bit. Immature for me, I would say. Check it out, though. It's just, yeah. That's worth a listen. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Cool. Headlines. Headlines. So I have the headlines. So it's my my job here in the first show of the week. Um, This is May 14th through May 20th, 2006. Thanks for telling us again. Uh, I always like to reiterate it at the end of the show. I see. Because our listeners are dumb. They can't remember. What the pros call a reset. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, On May 16th, uh, United. uh, Okay. So this is kind of a, a two parter. So on May 16th, yeah. the United States released a list of names of 759 former and current inmates of Guantanamo Bay. Oh, yeah. Three days later, there was a riot there after several inmates commit suicide. 
Jesus Christ. This is like Epstein suicide. Or is this uh, like real suicide? I think it's real because I think they had maybe been shamed or I, oh, I don't really know what, why they, but yeah, so they released these names. I don't know if it was because they're right there. The, the press's action where yeah, they're able to yeah, then yeah. release names. Uh, and then maybe the shame or something happened or there's some sort of up, uprising three days later that caused a riot there. Shit. Um, but yeah, so they had to release these names of Guant- Guantanamo Bay. A lot of them are still probably there, I think. I wouldn't know, but I don't know if you can get those names or how that works. Or I don't know either. Were. Yeah. I don't know any about that, but it was interesting that like, yeah, three days later, these, you know, this had a... Because how would they have known, like if it was about being released to the press, how would they have known that, that unless, you know, the guards told That's them, That's hey, true, we, I guess. Your name. Do they not have... Access, they probably don't have access no. to like no right of no, course not, not right. they're no. not getting to like the Boston Globe if anybody doesn't there, know right? like it's located on Cuba maybe, I'm sure they have people who can get information to them and maybe that's why it yeah, took maybe. three days to yeah. happen I don't really that it's I don't like know. max secure so. it's the most secure prison maybe in the world I yes don't know. I guess right yeah, so, I don't know. yeah. Guantanamo Bay uh, okay so then uh, a tattooed mummy was, was that two part did you do the two parts of that that was it yeah okay great yeah this is a different story oh I see I see a tattooed mummy was found in Peru uh, the woman lived 1,500 years ago, which means I have... Do you have any tattoos, Matt? Yeah, I have one. I do. I have one as well. No, you don't. I do. Where's your tattoo? I'll show you my tattoo. W- where is it? Taking off my pants. No, uh, it is right there. Oh, shit. It's... <laughs> Can I tell the world yes, what it is? Yes, no. It's uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Which one is that with the red? Is that Leonardo? That's Raphael. That's Raphael, so right? He's got the side. and my two friends, uh, <laughs> Ethan and Henry, we each have tattoos of t- turtles that represent our personality. So uh, my friend Henry's had kind of like a party, a goofy party guy. Of so he got, uh, he got uh, Michelangelo. He's Michelangelo. My other friend Ethan, who I do New Hampshire cast with, a podcast about New Hampshire. He uh, is very technical, and he it is uh, he has uh, I'm sorry, he's Donatello. He's Donatello. So we don't have we don't have a Leonardo, we don't have a leader. Like uh, we feel like, but here's how it works with the tattoos. So anytime one of us dies, we have to get the other person's tattoo on our leg. And when so, when someone's left, they have to get the Leonardo because they will be the leader. Oh, at that they'll point. be the leader. So, so who wants? It's kind of like Highlander. So do you like knock each other off so that you can be no, the one no, with all we, four? We love each other. We've like been best oh. friends for like thirty years. Should I get one? Maybe I'll get. No, one. you're not part of our group. I don't get to be part. No, my, my, my been, wife calls it the little pan. Fifth grade. Fifth, yeah, it's a long time. Like thirty years. Yeah, so I've got, I mean, I have a flag on my, you've oh my seen God. this, I've got a flag on my, it's hard to describe. So it's, it's a flag, so it's, the stripes are where the stars should be, the stars are where the stripes should be, like American flag, and the color, so the blue is the main part, and the, yeah, and you got a, like, sort of a, a clock face here. We'll take pictures of yeah, we'll our pictures uh, tattoos, of tattoos and put them on the Instagram. Oh, that's a good place to do okay, it. So you want Perfect. To, yes, you want to look at the Instagram, you can see our tattoos. Yeah, follow us so on what Instagram. That, what does that tattoo mean? Uh, it's, uh, it's a rep- it's close to the, the, the Eastman flag. Um, well, I'll what tell the, the fuck sto- is the Eastman flag. I'll, I'll tell the story on Instagram. How's that? No, but, you want to tell? Okay. The Eastman I, flag was, uh, it was raised in Eastman, uh, Pennsylvania the day that they read the declaration of independence for the first okay, time. And that it's was a- similar to this. Oh, all right. The only difference is a clock face. So I put a little Liberty moon in the ninth position, which is the ninth state to ratify the constitution, which is New Hampshire, our home. Yes. Uh, and also the ninth, uh, month of the year, which is my birth month. Oh, so that's what that's all about. Okay. It means shit. It's not a fucking turtle on my goddamn. No, Jesus, like your trans. It just means friendship trans- I've had for 30 years, but that's fine. It's, <laughs> a, it's, it's, it's right. See, I, I have friends. We get tattoos together. God damn uh, it. Your, your friends uh, run, don't record with you anymore. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> they they have, run away from yeah, me. Yeah. My friends. Like soft cell. My friends run toward me. Uh, <laughs> this is the last one. This is kind of a sad one. Um, oh. Barbaro the horse broke down during the Freakness. And then eight months later, they had to put the horse down. Did you say Barbaro? Barbaro. I think I remember that happening. Barbaro. 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 I don't know if you got to say it, but yeah, I remember that the horse. I think I and remember. And it was like, for a long time, they kind of kept giving updates on the horse and eventually they had to put the horse because the horse didn't like, didn't 
have to shoot it right away, but I guess... It, yeah, I mean, it, if the leg's broken, it's... They, but they, I guess they were able to kind of do some wonders with it, but then eventually yeah. it was too much and they had to put the horse down, which was kind of sad. That is sad. I thought that was a sad way to kind of end the show, but, um, you know, it was kind of a, a decent show. I was felt a little out of it today, but that's okay. Yeah, we just haven't done this. The movie was terrible. Like, the movie was really bad. Uh, and the song wasn't very good either. No. But my story was legit. That was the yeah, best story have, you've told so far. Have, oh, shut it. No, no, no. That's like backhanded. It is, but it's still true. <laughs> Uh, so, oh, so, uh, on the Saturday, only, we have another show. I don't remember what movie or, I oh, do remember the movie. The movie is Poseidon. Poseidon. I do not remember the song, but if we can, but watch Poseidon between now and Saturday, not Poseidon Adventure, which is no, an old movie with Shelley Winters and I think Gene Hackman. Yeah. This is the remake Poseidon, which came out obviously in 2006. Okay. We'll see you on that one. Take care. Bye.